Welcome to the Profit Powerhouse Podcast, the ultimate resource for business success and growth. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and I'm thrilled to be joining you on this exciting journey. Currently, I hold the position of VP and GM of NWS Canada. Additionally, I take pride in being the author of the critically acclaimed book, Never Sit in the Lobby. Throughout this podcast, my mission is crystal clear, to equip you with the strategies and insights you need to not only establish a strong presence in front of your clients, but also to take meaningful action and maintain that position. After all, being a pleasure to do business with is the key to fostering lasting connections in the corporate world. Together, we'll explore the art of not just building a successful and profitable company, but also cultivating a high-performing team that's capable of achieving remarkable results. Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or anyone looking to excel in the world of commerce, this podcast is tailored to help you thrive. If you're eager to be part of the conversation, I encourage you to visit my website, navigate to the podcast section where you can sign up and stay updated and participate in the show. Our episodes typically run for a duration of 30 to 40 minutes, ensuring you get a compact yet insightful dose of valuable information. So get ready to unleash your profit powerhouse potential. Join me on this podcast as we delve into the strategies, stories, and secrets that will drive your success. Remember, your journey to becoming an influential person and prosperous business leader starts right now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new episode of the Profit Powerhouse Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Poulos, and today we have a remarkable guest who's been helping individuals turn their dreams of business ownership into reality for the past two decades. Imagine the journey of realizing your own dreams while simultaneously empowering countless others to do the same. Our guest has not only done this, but has made her mark as one of America's top franchise consultants. I'm delighted to introduce Kim Daly. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Glenn. I like your intro. I might have to copy that. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. It's available. It's available for download at the links in the description, as they say, right? <laughs> well, it's really nice to have you on the show. And, um, you know, I've uh, I've read some stuff in your bio. And um, I just maybe could you bring us up to speed on how you how you got to where you at some of the highlights along the way and, uh, you know, um, Love to find out where you started and how you got to doing what you're doing today. Yeah, sure. So I'm a franchise consultant and I've been doing this for the last 21 years. Wow. I started when I was nine years old. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I've been a franchise consultant for 21 years. I've been a small business owner for 26 years total. Uh, the first five years were as a straight up entrepreneur, which I'll never do again. Um, and the last 21 years, I've been uh, living the life as a franchisee while I'm helping other people find their freedom financially and personally and professionally as franchise owners. So I stumbled into franchising kind of like most people do, right? Like nobody yeah. really wakes up and goes, oh yeah, today's the day I want to own a franchise, right? Like <laughs> said, nobody ever, right? It's more like you're using franchising to solve a problem in your life. Uh, I was very young. I was very entrepreneurial. I only had a, a job working for somebody else for three years of my life. But I knew from the first day that I did not want to be employed by somebody else. I remember saying that to my dad and he was like, I was like 25 and I was like, I'm unemployable. He goes, Kimberly, you've been unemployable since you were two years old. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, super, super independent, but it took me three years working for someone else to figure out there's a new way for Kim Daly. 
So I've been doing it on my own for a really long time, but the proven systems of a franchise just help to mitigate the risks. It puts you in a collaborative environment where you're not out on an island by yourself trying to solve all the problems now and in the future of a business, but you're working alongside other people who have those exact same challenges. They're your fellow franchisees. Um, I'm incredibly passionate about what I do. I help change people's lives every single day. And I do do it at the highest level. I am one of the top consultants in the country, which all that means is I work with a lot of people every year, Gwen. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And just before I dive in, I have so many questions actually running around my head and I'm trying to keep them straight. But before I do, I want to say, yeah, I got a, I got kicked out of my first job as well. And they said, Gee, it wasn't two years old. I was a little bit older, but my very first real job, you know, after college and stuff was I was at the federal government and Canada and the, and the boss pulled me aside and he said, dude, like you can't work here. You've got to leave. You're, you're not cut out for this job. And I'm like, what? And I guess I was working too fast, too hard, you know? And um, yeah. And so he, he suggested I go into the world of sales, which I did. And uh, I kind of been there ever since, but um, yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of people are like fascinated by franchises and what they're, what they mean. And um, you know, and I'm, I have some tough questions I might even want to ask, but Matt, I think maybe you might even touch on it if I ask this more easier question, which are what are some of the maybe the misconceptions of or myths about franchise that 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 you hear, you know, when you say I'm in it and I'm doing this, and people say, oh well, blah blah blah. I mean, what what yes. what are some of those? I'm sure you've got a you've got a pocket full to to run through, right? So. Oh my gosh, there are so many myths in franchising, and one of the things is if you are exploring a franchise, don't tell anybody. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, right? Because when your dream is new and fragile, you do not need anybody else talking you out, right? You right. you're the, you do not need their unbelief to cloud your unbelief. You know, you're trying to mm -hmm. find people who can help build that dream, and the people within a franchise have the answers that you need. But I think the biggest myth, Gwen, is that franchising is only food and retail. So I'm one of the top consultants. I place more people into franchising than any other consultant in the country. Wow. And I have for more than a decade. And uh, I do not show food. Like you have to beg me to show you food. So I, I get into it when I do my one-on-one -on -one consultation with a candidate to try to figure out what type of options will match their interests and skills and goals. We set up the money conversation, money in and money out. And that's kind of where I really, I can't make earnings claims, but when I'm talking one-on-one -on -one and I can control what people are hearing from me, I can kind of guide them and help them see like why I'm not opposed to brick and mortar businesses. I just don't like brick and mortar, with, which has very big fixed expenses with unpredictable revenue and low ticket items. I think it's just one of the hardest ways to make money. And certainly the SBA would agree with that as you know the, the highest failure rate among all SBA loans are in restaurants. So right. there's just easier, faster, better ways to make money. Right. And so that's like probably the biggest myth. I mean, yeah. so then it, it connotes the question, well, what do you show people if you're not showing them food? Well, I love service anything. I love service for the mm -hmm. homeowner, like inside the home, outside the home. You could think like power washing, gutters, fences, pool cleaning, fertilizing mm -hmm. the grass to inside yeah. floors, windows, paint. I mean, there's so there's endless, endless options and you do not. Here's another myth. You don't have to be a craftsman. You don't have to have prior experience or industry knowledge in order to say yes to a particular franchise and go on and become the rookie of the year, the number one franchisee, or just live your own life as, as, as successful as you want to be. 
So prior experience or having an MBA is not essential to owning a franchise business. If the franchisor needs you to have experience, they'll tell you that. But most franchisors prefer that you don't have experience because the more you know about how something should be done or how you think it should be done, the harder you're going to be to coach, right? Yeah. So one of the number one success factors in a franchise is that you're going to follow the franchisor's lead. So if they want you to follow their lead and do it their way, but you have an, another way of doing it, it can create a rub and you might not even see value in paying fees for a system where you have prior experience or knowledge. So uh, you don't need that. So, I mean, those are two big myths. Okay. There's so many more, but I won't keep talking because I'll- No, no, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I'll come back to a couple of these th those questions I want to ask, which, uh, and we'll see if we can get to them. And, uh, but before, like, um, and you have a great last name, Daily. I'm sure that's awesome for making up the marketing things. And, um, but I noticed you have a the Daily Plan. I mean, is that still the program that you're offering? And that was in some of the materials I read. Or maybe it was the it uh, it said it was your coaching program. Is that still the name of it? Or oh yeah, that's yeah. still the, so. What yeah. happened, Len, is so I was eight years an average performing consultant in my franchise, and then one year later, this was back in 2011, I made history in the franchise industry. So from 2010 to 2011, everything in my business changed. So here's what I love to say: Kim Daly was the same person. Franchise was the same process. The U.S. government uh, economy was still in, in a recession, right, from 2010 to 2011. So what the heck happened? How did I go from spinning around in the average performing pool of franchise for eight years to one year later doing three and a half times more revenue? Yeah, tell me. <laughs> what I did was, well, here's the thing. So success in business is only 20% strategy, but it's 80% mindset, right? So okay. everybody focuses on the strategy. They think, oh, when I sign that franchise agreement and I get that tool, that toolbox, that's all I need to be a successful business owner and how wrong they are. And I don't mean that judgmentally because I thought the same thing. And I lived that way for eight years until I woke up and said, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so that first year that I made history, I didn't have what is now called the daily plan. But what I did do was set a really big, clear vision for my life. And I asked myself a rhetorical question. I said, what would happen if instead of focusing on all the people that are already in my business, like in my pipeline, I woke up every day to find one new person. So that's, of mm -hmm. course, become the daily, daily lead. Right, yeah. um, and, and this was right. the pivotal question. So it's not rocket science that I made history. I built the largest pipeline that had ever been built because every single day right. I came to prospect. And this is the change. This is what changed everything in my business. But here's the thing, Glenn. This is what changes business for every single business owner. Of course. Owning a business is a math problem. So yeah. I solved the math problem by funneling enough people to the top of my yeah. To the top of my pile well statistically enough falls out your way when you when you wake up to serve people and find people you're at your customer avatar it's not rocket science right what happens will happen naturally so it was in the second year okay so once i did that uh it wasn't really sustainable that way <laughs> my closing ratios were horrendous. i mean i didn't know what i didn't know at that point right. so what i love to say glenn is i've spent the last 13 years mastering the art 
of what I did that first year that I made history and incrementally improving my skill and growing that history making you know, business again and again and again. And that's really what I've created in my daily plan. It's sort of a navigation system. It's like a ship without a port is lost at sea. That was me for eight years, no vision. Uh -huh. Then a ship with a port, but no navigation, you don't know how to get there. So that was me the second year trying to figure out how do I know the port now, but how do I get there consistently every single time? And that's kind of reverse engineering your business from your end goal financially, looking at what your your average customer will pay you, what your retention rates are or your closing rates, and then building that daily plan that allows you to come to work instead of being busy, you're productive, right? So yeah. instead of coming to work and reacting to your circumstances, you're coming to work to proactively drive your business forward. And that fundamental shift in your mindset changes everything in your result. Wow. So when you're working with clients in your role as a, a franchise consultant, is the daily plan part of that? Or so you follow up with them after you've helped them with the selection process and you carry them through on how to run businesses and generate more leads. And it's an ongoing uh, ecosystem of offerings, I guess, is it? Or like what so do people expect excellent... when they work with you? Yeah, it's an excellent say. question. And no, I mean, my business today, my business model is to help people, I say, get married to their franchisor, right? Okay. It's kind of a courtship leading to a marriage. And I kiss you off on your wedding day, the day you sign your okay. franchise agreement. Got it. And yeah. I technically go away. Um, so, but during the back end coaching, when we're trying to figure out what's the right franchise for you, a thousand percent, okay. I'm giving Got this it. type of coaching because so many people get into the process of exploring a franchise. You know, like they'll come to me and they'll go, Kim, I've looked at franchises a lot, but I never really found the right one. That's why I didn't do it. So when I really dive in and listen to what they're saying, this is what I conclude. They were looking down at the widget rather than up at the people. So franchising is about who, not what. If right. you want to focus on what, go be an entrepreneur. When you're in a franchise, you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself. So it's always about finding people who have a vision for building a brand. We look at the, their past performance that got them to here to get confidence that they have credibility, they have the experience, they have the money to build a brand. But what we're really doing, Glenn, is we're buying into the future potential to help them bring that brand to market, right? So we have to have our own imagination about what we're going to bring to our business because it's not fully cooked, right? right. So the reason these uh, my coaching comes into play, the mindset is it sets people free from looking at earnings claims and saying, oh, well, people aren't making enough money. I can't do it the heck does that mean, right? Like you're you, we don't even know how you're going to show up to your business. You have to grow into this role to decide how much money you're going to make. But those earnings claims are going to go up year over year over year because franchisors keep getting better and average unit performance keeps going up. So it kind of helps people really kind of back up from how they think they should explore a franchise. And really, I think removes these, um, like obstacles and helps them really open their mindset to, okay, this is what I'm doing and, and proactively teaches people to take the reins and be the creator of their own environment. Again, rather than coming in thinking you're going to get a system and you're going to get a result because you're part of the system. No, you're going to pay for a system and you're going to be the creator 
of the reality of your own business in the next one, three, five, 10 years. That's what you're saying yes to as a business owner right. is the accountability. But then what happens is so many people, they don't want that accountability. They want to blame the franchisor. They want to blame the economy. They want to blame all of these things that really have nothing to do with their success. Because right. as a business owner, you are the biggest determining factor of your success. And I just proved it because I went from average performing to history making. So yeah. I, I just tell my story and tell people, I'm not judging how you're thinking or anything you're doing because I'm your peer. I'm not some expert just talking at yeah. you. You know, I'm beside you going, oh yeah, I used to be like that too. <laughs> but look, when I changed this, everything changed. Yeah. So you can think like that or you can adopt this way of thinking and it might lead you down a better rabbit hole. Right. Well, I, I can imagine that, you know, using a consultant such as yourself to to, to get into franchising is probably infinitely better than not using a consultant, right? But I mean, if people are wondering, well, I mean, she's the biggest in in, in the United States or whatever. I mean, like, how how does someone factor in in their mind about the co additional cost of using consulting? Is there a a benchmark you offer people? Like, you explain like, oh, you know, the the price is X plus Y, or like, how do how do people factor in? You know, they're thinking, well, if I do it myself, it'll be cheaper or whatever. I'm just how do you how do you sort of guide people to understand the value of using a, a coach and um and how it impacts sort of their investment? I'm just curious about that. Okay, so you want to hear the answer? My services are free. Free, okay. <laughs> That's you're, you're like totally a real estate free. agent. <laughs> they are totally free. Okay. So I do all of this work to help you figure out what's the right investment for you, pre-qualify you financially, help you get to lending resources, help you get through legal documentation, help train and coach your initial mindset to how to think like a successful business owner. But ultimately, I offer a B2B service. I get paid by the franchisors. Okay. The reason they pay me to do this for you is because by the time you get to their desk, you live in a market that is open and viable for their business. Financially, you're qualified for the opportunity that they want. You have the key skill sets that match what they're looking for, and they know you're coached and you're ready to go. So that allows them, look, I'm the prospector for the franchisors, right? That's as simple. Everybody wants the warmest lead in sales, yeah. right? So yeah. if you're trying to grow your franchise and you can get Kim Daly to get these people all ready for you, then you can come in and just show them who you are and you have a much higher likelihood in a shorter amount of time of finding that right connection. So- that's okay. why the franchisors pay okay. me the big bucks. So you, the listener, you, Glenn, it's totally free. But I don't think that I work for franchisors. I think that I still work for you. Right. I mean, I, I'm here to help you make the right decision for you. The beautiful yeah. thing about me building this incredibly large business is, this is what uh, happened. It, I figured this out years ago. It set me free from really needing any one person that I invest time with to go on to become the owner. It allowed me to do what I do with way more integrity because I just have to play my numbers. I don't know if you're my candidate, Glenn, if you're going to be the one who signs a franchise agreement or this other woman's going to be the, and I don't have to know the only, cause I can't control that. It's not mine to control. That's mm -hmm. yours to control. Right. What mine is to control is how many Glens I meet. And so again, if you're up at bat enough times, statistically enough falls your way. So I just play my numbers, if you will. And I teach other people about this math problem that is a business. So you can learn how to play your numbers from day one. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating. And it is, it feels a little similar to real estate. I mean, when you're going in with a, 
a broker to buy a property. I mean, the um, when you're when you're buying at that point, I mean, you're not really paying for the realtor; the the seller's paying for it, right? So it's it's right. similar about kind of model. But um, the is there any um, is there any limit to the franchises that you can access? Like, let's say you you've covered your barrage of of little of, of from you know lawn cutting to driveway ceiling to everything in between, um, and you realize, hey, this guy. The only thing he, he he's got set up for is running a you know running graveyards or funeral homes or something like that. Can you reach out and establish new relationships to to go beyond your your normal core group of franchises you work with? Or no, so here's how it works. So I I have a corporate office in Minneapolis, and they do all of the putting the con the franchisors under contract. So it's not between you or I. It doesn't impact you or I. And it will never impact you. So if you have a business that you love that I don't know anything about, you're going to bring it to the table and we're going to hold them to the same standard. Oh, okay. So I'm going to teach you what I know to be an A-plus franchisor. Because here's the thing, even of all of the franchises that my corporate team has approved for me to show, I I do this at the highest level. I There are some that beg me for, how do I get a Kim Daly candidate? I think you're never going to get oh, okay. a candidate, right? right? So I'm very, I've been doing this for 21 years. I know like who's, you know, I have very strong intuition and feeling based on experience of where to guide people and what kind of franchisors. And sometimes it's based on culture and personality, right? If I have a veteran, there are certain systems that really where veterans are really going to find like-minded people. If I have somebody that's like uh, really wants their business to be an extension of their, their Christian life and is more like a ministry, I have franchises that value that. And so uh -huh. the matching process is not about widgets. It's always about people and culture and it, but it's always above everything about excellence. So there are thousands of franchises out there, but that doesn't mean they're all equal or worth your money and time. So the reason you use somebody like Kim Daly is because I have 21 years of relationship right. and experience in knowing who's who and what's what. So in a category in our, in my inventory, I may have 15 companies that all paint houses, but because I've been doing this for so long, I know of those, which ones are the real ones for me to show to you? And which ones are probably three or four years from now going to be ready for a lead? Which ones are never going to be ready for a lead, in my opinion, you know? So, but again, it's not limiting. The idea is that it maximizes your time because out there on your own, how the heck are you going to decide? Number one, what's the right investment? Because you're probably thinking about your hobby. I'm never thinking right. about your hobby, right? Yeah. Uh, the business is a vehicle driving an outcome. The hobby is a means goal. I want end goals, right? I want you to tell me, where do you want to be in three, five, 10 years? What kind of life do you want to have? What kind of money does that take? Those are the end goals. The business is just the means to the end. So we're right. setting people free from buying a hobby. It doesn't mean you're not going to love what you do. You're going to love what you do because it's giving you money and quality of life, right? But so you know, like, there's so much psychology that goes into what I do in my matching process. And it goes way beyond, right? Like, oh, Kim loves to work out. I better show her the gym. That doesn't mean I'm not showing you the gym. But it just means while we're casting a net and we're trying to really figure out what your goals and what you're trying to accomplish through the business, we might not cast a wider net than gyms just to see what else we can find. Because many times when people come thinking they know what they want, they don't really end up there once right. they follow my process. And yeah. that's a testament to them opening their mind and a testament to my process. Yeah, that's fascinating.
Okay, so now I have a couple of tougher questions for you. We'll call them controversial questions. I'm sure you've heard okay. them a thousand times, but um, the so you know, there's these some of these things that you hear over and over again. Sometimes when you think about franchises, and you know, so the the first one is, you know, when you buy a franchise, you're not buying a business; you're buying a job, right? And um, I mean, have you been faced with that sort of a question? And how do you how do you sort of reconcile that as a business owner? In the sense that really you're just you're just buying yourself a paycheck every every two weeks or something like that. Well, and that's on the owner. That's not an entire. That's not at all what a franchise is. A franchise is a business that you get to build and either succeed in or fail in. You are not buying yourself a job. There are franchises that do want owners to be the chuck in the truck, right? To roll up your sleeves and get in and do it. Right. Yeah, yeah, but if you true. have an empire building mentality, you can't start in the truck because if you start in the truck, you might get stuck in the truck. Okay. So it, it depends. Like, and again, this is where my consulting comes in with you because sometimes people are like, well, I can't be a good boss and hire people if I haven't done the work. Well, then they need to start in the truck. But if someone says, I've been a global leader and I want to be the executive and I want to build a million dollar business in the first 12 months, you can't start in the truck. And the different franchises are set up. So the foundation of a skyscraper is different than the foundation of a single story home. So this is where I come in. You on the outside looking at franchises would never know how to focus your time on empire building options, mm. but I do. And That's then beyond that, here's the thing. So sometimes people buy empire building options and then they come back and they're like, wow, like I, you know, I spent the first year head down in it, working 40 hours a week. This is not what I expected. But here's the thing that I've realized, Glenn, the learning curve to becoming a successful business owner is so different for every single person that nobody can predict how you are going to grow into that role. So some people need, when they put their money into it, they're risk averse, they're nervous as heck, and you know what? They can't leave it alone. Now, their perspective is, oh, I can't do this unless I'm in it. No, they can't do it unless they're in it. Yeah. But I guarantee in an empire building system, there's somebody else who built other investments before this one who came understanding how to let it go and not micromanage it who tells a different story. So when you hear things from other people, it's their experience. And I'm not belittling that. We all come from our own experience. But this is what I said at the very beginning. When you have the dream to change your life and step out of your comfort zone, and if it's to explore franchising, keep it to yourself. Because the people around you, as you go through this process, you're going to know more than they ever knew about franchising. And even if they've been a franchisee and failed out, if they haven't explored the franchises you're looking at, you still know more about those options than they do. Their opinion is their opinion, and it doesn't have to be yours. So allow yourself the opportunity to stay open and explore and get in and meet the family of franchisees. Are they happy knowing what they know now? Would they do it again? And at the end of all of that, no is a perfectly acceptable answer if you don't feel comfortable with it. But the thing is, if you stay open and you use the system and the people within the system, you're more likely to find an opportunity. On my YouTube channel, I have so many videos about doing your own, I'll put it in air quotes, market research. 
Your own market research is a deep, dark black hole from which you will never return. With all due respect, right. if you are just starting the process of thinking about owning a business and you think you're going to go out and do your own market research, you are never coming back from that. You right. are just saying, I want to talk myself out of it. There's okay. nothing That's you can brilliant. do yeah. outside of the ecosystem of a franchise to learn. You're just not smart enough yet to know what you don't know yeah. and how to do that clearly. The right. franchisor is not here to mislead you, to sell you. This is a marriage. So it's a mutual evaluation and you may get turned down. Right. If you go off and do your own thing and demonstrate that you're not coachable, or that you can't follow a process, the franchisor doesn't have to award you a franchise. So this is a mutual evaluation where yeah. everybody has to feel like this is going to be a win-win. Because if you come in guns blazing or like argumentative or like saying, I'm going to go do it my way, the franchisor is like, hey, have at it, but not in our system. Good luck. You know? Wow. So when you get in here and you realize what's actually happening, which is not what the world would say to you is happening, which is why I have a YouTube channel. It's why I'm so passionate about being on shows and spreading the good news. Um, I think you see it entirely different. Yeah. Okay. All right. So one more controversial question. And man, I'm right. amazed at your answer. That was amazing. Thank you for sharing that last one. Sure. That, was, that was really good. And um so I've heard this many times over the years, and I'm I'm really anxious to hear what you're going to say. So when you buy a franchise, right, I mean, that really, you know, the franchisor kind of skims the real profit off the top every month. And, the, and of course, the guy bought himself a job. So what is he left doing working for the franchisor, sending the profits home to dad, right? And I mean, maybe, I don't know if I'm the straight man for your questions today or just annoying, but I'm just curious that, you know, if you've heard that or, or you know, okay. yeah. So please. So yeah. here's the thing, Glenn. Yeah. So the average royalty, which is what we're talking about, skimming yes. off the top, is between yeah. 6 and 10% of gross sales. So let's say that the royalty is 7%. So if you're keeping 93% and they're getting seven, how are they winning? <laughs> so people who don't who question the value of fees again they're on the outside with misunderstanding of what's happening the reason that franchisees can afford to pay royalties is because the leverage that you have with marketing and systems and training and tools that allow owners to work on it rather than in it and scale that revenue faster so you can go from zero to a million in 12 months if you're that guy right so how many entrepreneurs out there do that no entrepreneurs take three to five years to flush out their opportunity if they don't run out of money before they even get there right because 90 percent of startup businesses fail so in that same three to five years, I can take that empire builder and he or she can own and operate three to five locations because you're not figuring out anything. You're hitting the ground running from day one. So if you can scale that quickly, the question you have to ask yourself is, okay, if, you're, if your royalty is 7%, do I believe that by being a part of this franchise with their systems and tools and training and track record and everything you've just explored, that I can make 7% more than if I was to go right. out and do it without them, without any of their systems, tools, training, yeah. or any of that. Yeah. I mean, Great. come on. Before, yeah. When you ask yourself that question, you almost don't even have to explore to go, right. oh, yeah. right? Good Especially point. when you see the kind of money 
that people are making. There are people that have, I mean, myself included, right? Franchising has completely changed my life professionally, personally. Look, I've been, I raised my kids. I mean, I work from home when my kids were babies. I had nannies here and now they're teenagers. And But I'm, I'm available to be where they need me to be. But I'm living my life as a mm-hmm. professional woman, contributing. I'm a single mom, building an incredible business, providing them an incredible life. And I'm an amazing role model to them. I mean, my kids are like, we want to be like mom someday. Like, how amazing is that? That's the legacy that I'm trying to build that I am building. And so there is nothing correct thinking that franchisors win. Franchisors make money. Where that also comes from, Glenn, is franchisors in the franchise agreement. It says that if you're, whether you're making money or not, you still owe them the royalty. And that's where the rub comes. Cause people are like, well, how is that fair? And I'm like, well, why isn't it fair? Because they know their business model works, right? but they don't know if you're going to work the business model. That's an agreement. They're awarding you Dallas, Texas, which is an incredible market or wherever you live. Right. Yeah. And they know that if it's not you, they can put somebody else in there who will return to them 7%. So whether you're making money or not, making the most of your moment, yeah, you're on the hook for the royalty because you've made a commitment to build out a market for their brand. It's their vision for building a brand. And if you were the franchisor with the dream for building the next big American brand, you would do exactly what they're doing. All I have to do, Glenn, when I'm working with somebody is spin it. And say, let's put you in the driver's seat as the franchisor for a minute. As you're reading that franchise agreement and you think, oh, you're getting screwed, put yourself there. So they have a vision. They're giving you the opportunity to take their brand. Now, yes, you're putting in the money and you're taking the risk, but it's their vision like Chick-fil-A. How did Chick-fil-A get to this moment where it is, where it's basically build it and they come? Right. Because for the last 30 or 40 years that they've been franchising, Their franchisees have been so carefully trained and have executed to the core values that their founder set forth 30 or 40 years ago. And so customer experience by customer experience by customer experience, it was executed to perfection. The only way that that's executed to perfection is with an incredibly tight franchise agreement and a mutual evaluation process that makes sure that everybody's in alignment. And then with franchisees, who are people of excellence, who want to execute on these core values, who believe in what we're building. So when you want to be a part of building equity, because if you if you are part of the next big American brand like Massage Envy or Planet Fitness and the world wakes up and everybody wants one and there's no more territory near you, that's when that value of your brand means something. There are right. people that cash out for six to eight multiples of a store. Wow. In a a supply and demand issue like that, when the brand wakes up and people are like, I want one and there's no more territory and you have the most established store in a market, you can raise your hand and go, well, you can have mine, pay me six. You can, you can get whatever you can get for it. So if you want that brand equity and that exit strategy moment, and you want to be a part of that, then you have to understand that legally, when you're looking at the agreement, the way that that is built is because you have these terms between you and the franchisor that says, we are going to carefully guide how this thing grows and scales. And if somebody is not performing, we have the right to step in and kick them out or ask them to leave or to raise their hand and sell their business. It doesn't think, I always say the last thing I'll say is it doesn't have to be you. 
Imagine if it's yeah. your schmucko neighbor. Imagine if you have a top performing store yeah. and you'd happily buy him out because he's a schmuck, right? And you're calling the corporate office being like, yo, do something about it. Well, without that tight franchise agreement, they'd be like, what are we going to do? Legally, yeah. he bought a business. He has the right to operate. Yeah. When they have a franchise agreement that says, this is how we act, behave and, and execute. Now they can step in legally without getting sued. It's all protection. It's not restriction but it's understanding Glenn. Yeah. That's amazing. These are some great answers. <laughs> I could go on. We're kind of at the end, so, but I could go on. I have so many more questions, but I guess I'll have to invite you back. You're going to have to have so, me back, which yeah, I'll happily so, do. <laughs> so how do people get a hold of your firm and if they want to work with you and your team and uh, what's the best way of getting a hold of you and all that stuff? Amazing. So my YouTube channel has over 600 videos on my podcast episodes. You can find me on Apple and, and Spotify as well. Um, at Create Wealth Through Franchising is my podcast, but my YouTube channel has every single piece of social media content I've ever created. And awesome. that's Kim Daly. My last name is D-A-L-Y, kimdaily.tv. And then from there, you absolutely will get links to all my contact information. My website is thedailycoach.com. But uh, just Google my name. I come all up right. everywhere. Uh, please awesome. follow me on socials. Check me out. Learn a little bit about franchising and my personality because selecting a um, a franchise consultant is like hiring a personal trainer or, you know, a professional advisor. And you want to make sure that your personality jives. My personality isn't for everybody. I love the inspirational side. I love the, the strategic side. Um, but sometimes that just doesn't jive with everybody. And I'm totally fine with that. So yeah. I want to work with the people that feel like I can help them. And if you believe I can, my service is free and I'd love to meet you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the Profit Powerhouse podcast today. It was great having you. Same here. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks. Thank you for tuning in to another insightful episode of the Profit Powerhouse podcast. Your support and engagement means the world to us. If you're brimming with expertise and eager to join us, navigate to my website at glenpoolis.com forward slash podcast and go to the Be a Guest section to connect with us. Don't keep this information to yourself. Please share this podcast on your favorite social media platforms to empower your network with the strategies and wisdom you've gained. Your feedback fuels our growth. Please take a moment to rate and review the Profit Powerhouse podcast wherever you listen. Your input helps us to continually refine our content to serve you better. Remember, our mission is your success. We've committed to providing you with the tools and insights to drive your business forward, and we're excited to have you on this journey with us. To stay up to date on the latest episodes, hit the subscribe button and let's stay connected. Reach out to me on social media and continue the conversation and stay inspired. For resources and information, visit my website at glenpoolis.com. And before we sign off, remember, I'm Glenn Poulos and reminding you that your potential as a business leader is limitless. Thank you for being a part of this podcast where your success story begins.